ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Hey, Iron Overload.io, hardcore. Episode 53. Today we're going to be doing how to use steroids as a motivational tool. So in this one, I'm going to bring in Mobster early on this one to start us off. This is this is the topic that was sent to him. He really liked the idea that you guys sent in. So you guys are always encouraged to send us ideas through our social media platforms that we're on. However, you're yep. hearing us. Through the websites, ironolo.io, you can make a request on there as well, or just shoot us a message on Iron Overload. So I'll bring in Mobster first on this one. So Mobster, start us off. It was a, it's a great, great question. Yeah, 100%. I want feedback. I want suggestions. And if we like them, we do them, right? So here's, here's the thing, guys. It is a good thing and a bad thing. So the good thing is, and here's the thing. I started actually making show notes as usual. And I think the first line I put down, guys, was you've spent all that money. So meaning what the hell? If you spend, including the food and nutrition, Steve, you can easily spend a couple of thousand dollars. And that sounds like a lot of money, guys. But if you're doing an eight week, 12 week cycle, uh, how much money are you spend on food on a monthly basis? $300, $900 over the three, three months, 12 weeks. So there's a $900 right there and thousand dollars for a full PED and the PCT and all your ancillaries and everything else is not unusual. It can be done for less, and we've done podcasts on that. But you spent a thousand bucks and you're going to spend another thousand bucks on nutrition, and that doesn't include your training. So here's a thought right there you've invested or are about to invest a lump of cash, a few down payments on the car, a, a month's rent on some apartments in New York. What the hell, guys? If you're not motivated to get your money's worth, then you're never going to be motivated to get your money's worth. So that's number one. Number two, and I and I say this in both a negative and a positive way, and, and I'm going to comment on why you can change the negative to a positive as well. Okay, so what I've seen, Steve, sometimes is the one time, the one time someone goes on a cycle is the one time they become serious, the one time everything's on point. And the negative is that when they come off cycle, they slide back to sloppy behavior. They go for beers, they miss the gym, they're not pushing as hard as they should do. So the how to change that into a positive, Steve, is to be like that all the time. This is how you keep your gains. This is how you'll stay lean and muscular or strong or whatever your target is as much as possible off cycle all the time by keeping those good habits. So here's a motivational tool. Even if the cycle you're about to do the one that we're sort of talking about right now that's going to juice you up, that's going to motivate you, make you go out there and kick ass, is the first time that you do everything right. Now is also the time, Steve, to keep it right, to keep motivated, to keep on point. What do you think about that? Absolutely. And, you know, we see this a lot. We see people when they're on cycle, they're motivated, they're pumped up, they want to go out there and work out. And then when they come off, it's like, I'm not feeling the difference in the gym. I'm not feeling those pumps. I don't see that day-to-day, week-to-week changes. I don't get the compliments. 
I don't get the hard muscles, the more vascularity, the dryness. I don't get the strength. So it's like you've got to fall in love with weight training off of steroids. And then when you use steroids, view them as a tool, as the icing on the cake. Because if you use them right off the bat, you're not going to know what it's like to train without them, right? So you're not going to want to train without them. You're going to want to just stay on. So I do think that whoever sent this one in definitely has a trouble. Out may He may have trouble. I don't want to say does, but he may have some issues when it comes to his training, his diet, keeping it all on point when he's off of steroids. And then when he's on steroids, he feels like he or she feels like, wow, I'm actually seeing the results and I want to keep it that way. So, but that's just my guess. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Mobster, what do you think? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is, Steve, as well. We've done a bunch of uh, podcasts when we talk about summer cuts, uh, bulking up in the winter time, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of time when people are focused or specifically motivated, funny enough, outside of the use of the PEDs for a particular event. I've just made a note, and it's targeted for an event, meaning for a show, for a photo shoot. A lot of the time, and this is for the average Joe listening, for just a beach, just for looking good at the pool, this kind of stuff. And we get it. We 100% understand that. We've all been there. We've all been that age. We've all had that vibe back in the day. Uh, and here's the thing. And one of the comments I've also made some notes while we've been talking, what I call long-term progress. So what sometimes happens is you get great feedback. Your energy, or whatever better phrase, in the gym goes up a notch. And the reason for that is you're getting a, a reward. So you go to the gym and you feel like you can do more. So you do more, whether that's volume or more weight on the bar and so on. Veins start popping and people give you comments. And they say, hey, you know, arms are looking good. Chest looks a bit fit. I even said the same thing to my training buddy last week. Your chest is looking, it's sticking out more. He's 76, even his chest is sticking out more from the workouts we're doing. So we're throwing back compliments. When weight's gone in the bar, you know you're getting stronger. And this applies to every single person that's listening to us that's trained, but especially when you're on a successful cycle and it's really, really working. So the trick is, that's great, absolutely, because it's going to make you train harder, but the trick is long-term progress, Steve. And I use this because you and I touched on this when we replied on forums. Sometimes people get hung up, oh, listen, a successful cycle on, on, on Psalm, Steve, is five pounds. A successful sample on a steroid stack would be six, seven, eight pounds. Fantastic results. Seriously, you've said in previous podcasts and, and comments online, three pounds per per cycle. But if you do two cycles, you get at six pounds. And then 10 years is 60 pounds. So the trick sometimes of staying motivated on and off is it is 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 thus, is that in your long-term progress is going to be amazing. Your long-term progress year to year, quarter to quarter, from the start of the year to the end of the year is just going to be, wow, do you know what? I can see my shoulders are filled up. My traps are popping. So there's one right there. I, 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 there's a bunch of other ways you can do this. And I've touched on this when I've talked about training cycles. So I say, for example, and I'm probably at the zenith, about as far as I can go on some exercises. But a lot of our listeners are right at the beginning, Steve. So the trick, and I've talked about this before, is this. Let's imagine that your bench is 100 kilograms, 220 pounds. It's an American 45-pound plate, so it'd be 225. And you go on a cycle and you hit 250. When you come off the cycle, your new starting point 
should be 230 pounds, five pounds up. And the next time you go on cycle, it should be 255 or 260. Each and every cycle should give you that little tiny bit of progression from the point before when you was off. So you're a little bit stronger, that little bit more muscular. You might have lost a little tiny bit of size on cycle coming off. You did everything perfect like we told you to do on the forums, but just still a little bit up from where you was before. A few pounds here, an inch there, quarter of an inch there, and so on and so forth. And that record keeping, log keeping, which we touch on in other podcasts, is where you will see ultimately, arguably, almost continuous progress. It might not be some fantastic linear progress up to the moon and back, but it will be small but steady steps, slow but sure, month on month, year on year, that's going to get you there. And yes, you'll bump that. You'll, you'll, you'll go outside the performance norm, the result norm, by using a stack, 100%. So there's a motivational tool right there as an example. And uh, with, this is not the, to encourage you guys to do six stacks a year or anything like that. But your progress on a cycle should be above and beyond anything in the short period of time that you're on that it will ever be off. So there's a motivation 100% right there, but it should also be capable as much as possible. And it was going to push your progression long-term almost to the moon, certainly above and beyond anybody else. You'll get to your Zen. If you'll get to your peak, you'll get to your ultimate size quicker. And that's not crazy quick. That's not for us to get, you know, 20 units of insulin or whatever for the average listener, but certainly Baby steps in front of everybody else that's doing exactly the same as you, but without that performance enhancement. So, yeah, look at the long-term results, Steve. Look at how you're going to speed up your progress, but certainly have half an eye on, on longer. I think the other thing as well, and I don't like the talk of energy as such, because that's kind of like, you know, related to my fitness and my food intake and whatever else. But there's certainly a sense of well-being that you and I have touched upon when you're on. And so some people... And I suspect it's to do with how people respond to testosterone, both naturally in, in what they normally produce and also what they've added in, in how their sense of well-being, their sense of um, alpha-ness, shall we say, that a lot of people like to refer to, is enhanced on. And again, guys, if it's just what you're seeing in the mirror, it's just what you're seeing in the bar, then you realise that's as much mental as it is physical and you don't know for a fact that you've improved from before the stack started, then that should in itself encourage you to feel that way, at least to some degree, Steve, on and off. What do you think on that? The first couple cycles you run, you're going to feel the androgens in your system. So for most of you, that's going to make you feel really, really good. Um, and um, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to feel really good, but also it's going to make you feel like, wow, something's going on. I feel like I'm 17 again because it's those extra androgens. Keep in mind, the more you use steroids and all people, I, I try to explain this to people, the more you use steroids, the less of effect you're going to feel for that. So you have to kind of adjust as you go along. A lot of people that run their first cycle and they'll jump out of bed every morning, ready to go to the gym. Then they'll hit the gym again in the afternoon. I know I was like that when I'm on my first cycle. I was like, wow, I feel like a million bucks here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 28, 29 years old. And I felt like I was 17 again. You know, when you were 17, you go to the fucking go work out for like three hours, you know, twice a day. You, I, I was going, you know, when I was 17, I would go and run in like 100 degree heat. I'd run around the track. 
like for 45 minutes, like I'd run miles and miles and miles, just run around the track or the three, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, no water, nothing in my system, no hydration, just run around the track. Cause that's all our coach used to make us do. But I, you know, it was like no problem for me. And then I'd go into the gym and we do, we do weights for 45 minutes or vice versa. We do weights for 45 minutes and go run for 45 minutes. That's what I did. And I was like, wow, I haven't felt like this in over 10 years. That's what anabolic steroids can do for you. So they 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 can be an amazing motivational tool because you feel like you're 17 again. So I got a lot of respect for uh, people who, you know, they, they've been using steroids for a while and they continue to make the grind. I got a lot of respect for Mobster. Mobster still makes the grind, you know, to... Uh, to, to do this after years and he doesn't feel the same he felt like he was 17 he doesn't feel the same he felt his first couple cycles you know it, because your your brain it's not because your receptors get saturated or any of this no, bro science no. it's because your brain just simply gets used to it and yes. could you imagine if you felt like that all the, it's just like the first time you uh you you make love to 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 uh to someone you know, and you go, sparks are flying. It's amazing. And then after a couple months, you get, you get sick of hitting it. You know, it's the same <laughs> thing. It, you, your brain, it's, it's not, it's a, the person that didn't change. It's just that no, your brain know. has adjusted to it. And um, one of the psychological things I learned a long time ago when I did take psychology is if you were always like that and those, you know, it was always like blah, 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 in, in your brain non-stop could you imagine our brains would explode our bodies would just explode it'd be too much for us to handle so it's just the body's me me uh survival mechanism mobster yeah it's yeah, the same yeah. reason jumping state yeah the first let me just say is the first time you go fishing and you catch a big fish your your heart rate's racing but then after a few months you're can you know you get used to catching big fish it's no problem for you but like the first time you do it you're so excited it's the same thing it's like it's like spiking the football after a big catch. Okay, after a while, it's not a big deal that you made a 10-yard catch. You know, it's a big deal to win the Super Bowl. It's the same thing with athletes. So it's, it's kind of the same concept as that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the one with regards to the, the girlfriend situation or the wife situation that Steve just described is called the honeymoon period. And I have actually had this conversation a couple of times with partners and I've said, essentially, if I felt like that all the time, or if you felt like that all the time, we'd be barely able to get around the supermarket for the need to hold their hand. We'd, we'd be wanting to put it crudely, Steve, the fucking what they're doing, the wash it up or the hoover, you know, whatever else. And that might happen to begin with, as you said, but could you imagine that all the time, men and women, we wouldn't be able to function. Adult, adult women, adult men, the kids would be appalled because we'd be mauling each other in the streets as we're driving cars, as we're getting on the bus to work. Or whatever, it would be non-stop, Steve. So it would be absolutely ridiculous. So Steve says a survival mechanism, hundred percent. Training's the same. If we were like that all the time, Steve, we would be tearing shit up, and I mean like joints and muscles. We'd be bone bruising. We we would just be fucking ourselves up. So I mean, we talk about linear progression. I think Steve touched on this previously when we said something like, you know, if you could do that, then you'd be benching a thousand pounds. What do you need? Two thousand pounds the next year, and so on. It's impossible. So 100%, you're going to feel, especially like Steve says, those first couple of cycles, 100%. And, and in fact, we would encourage you to, to go as hard as you possibly can 
on those first cycles because you're probably going to get the best gains, the best feeling, the best response that you're ever going to get. This this happens whether it's Debo or whether it's Trent or it's something crazy, whatever. It, it just seems to be the case. You're gaining the most. You'll put some guys put on twenty pounds. Some girls are put on eight pounds. It's just crazy. Long term is different, and like Steve says, it's it's that trick of staying motivated long term. So a great example, and I'll just use this as a motivational tool against Steve. Keeping the gains that you got, or some percentage of the gains, let's say 60, 70% of your previous cycle, is awesome. Thinking, do you know what? When I've done my PCT, when I've had the time off, when I'm ready to cycle again, and that could be two eight-week cycles a year, Steve, I'm going to gain again. I'm going to gain four pounds when I do my next cycle. I'm going to keep as much of the last cycle as I possibly could, as much of the last training program, strength, muscle, whatever it is that you guys are training for. And then I've got this coming. If I can gain a pound or two pounds in between 16 weeks, 20 weeks off, whatever, I've still got that and I've got what's coming. So a motivational tool then would be to keep what you've got, Steve, as much as possible and look forward to what's coming on the next cycle, the next stack. Imagine you're competing. And this happens again with competing bodybuilders, Steve. We see this all the time. We see the difference between what happens to an amateur when he becomes a pro. And we see what happens when he goes from competition to competition and gets slowly get better. He's not necessarily having access to more drugs as such. What he's doing is he's learning his craft. He's learning how to get the best. And he can spend more time training, more time focusing on getting better. And what would be the motivation then, Steve, including on cycle, is I'm going to look fucking amazing the next competition. I'm going to improve on what I've just did, which got me second. And the next time, I'm going to get first. What about if you're a model? What about if you're just getting ready for the beach? Year on year. Modeling, for example, Steve, if your model career is based on the fact that you've got a six-pack and slim hips and a little bit of meat on the shoulder, then the next time you cycle, you're going to look that much better, that much more chiseled, that much more ready to rock and roll. And who knows if you're not going to get more work out of that. As a great example, Steve's touched on it with myself. I've done exhibition work and I did, you know, I'd get paid three weekends on the trot was probably the best, Steve. And I think those three weekends, I picked up a thousand bucks over and above whatever else I was earning. And I'm just essentially showing off. Now, I wasn't cycling at that time, but I was getting paid to show off. I was getting paid to show people what I could do and having a great time meeting people like we do in this podcast, talking about what we love. And of course, that would have come off the back of the result of cycles that I'd done, the training that I put in, and becoming known. And that was just in my example. So it's that kind of stuff all the time, Steve. I know Steve's touched on it in terms of training again, and not just myself, but multiple logs on the forum. The people that are motivated by reading those logs, Steve, seeing the progress these people are making, seeing them get into shape, and especially if they're running a cycle, seeing what they look like at the beginning and the end. Now, there's a motivational tool right there, Steve, seeing what other people do and how they make progress on cycle is going to make you want to do that. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Come on the forums and get a log going. And that's a motivational tool. It's also a learning experience. Very, very important. Motivation can also be knowledge and motivation to see where you're at. The You know, every time, how many times, officer, have we been planning to go to the gym and we're about to go and we get in our car 
where you walk out the door and then you're like, mm, you know what? I'm going to skip today. You know how many times that's happened to me in 20, over 20 years, the last 20 years or 30 years I've been training. It's happened one time. And that was because the day before I had a really hard day. And then the night before I had a really rough night, you know, where I think my dog was sick all night and I wasn't able to sleep very much. And I said, you know what? It'd probably be better if I just skipped the day. You know, it wasn't on cycle. But here's the thing. Very, very important to have a balanced life and then use steroids. This way, when you're on your steroid cycle, you could focus on it 100%. And what's what What have we talked about? We've done podcasts talking about professional bodybuilders. What do they do? They focus 100%. When they're in the gym, they focus 100% on their workouts. No other influences. They don't bring their phones with them unless it's to, to connect it to headphones to listen to music off their phone. But they don't check their phone for messages. They don't do any of that shit. That's why I got out of the the um being a landlord okay i was a landlord for eight years that's why i got out of it because i got sick of having to take my phone into the gym on some days because i'm waiting for the ac guy to get back to me i'm waiting for a tenant to get back to me or something like that that shit pissed me off so i didn't want that shit in my life okay even though it you know cost me money but it also cost me my you know it saved me my sanity in, in the meantime i want to when i go to the gym i want to focus on the gym. very very important to be able to focus on that. And that's how it is. Because that's when you're going to have the best results. And when you're on cycle and you're worried the whole time about something that's that's out of your control, it's going to affect your gains. Um, this one time I ran Primo. I was having a really tough time at work. I talked about it on a previous podcast, but I'll say it for those of you who didn't listen to it. I spent like $1,200 on this cycle. Okay, so most I've ever spent on a cycle because it was Primo Bowling. And I was going to run five to 600 milligrams a week for 12 weeks. That's an expensive cycle, okay, for, for Primo Bowling. And the whole time on the cycle, I could not get results on the cycle. It was a complete waste. And it wasn't because the Primo was fake or because Primo is a weak steroid or any of that stuff. It's because the whole time I had outside issues with work that I was dealing with and that affected my mind when I went to train and it affected my results. So that's the number one way that you can use steroids as a motivational tool is not have outside influences affecting you. Whatever outside influence you might have in your life, it's important to either repel them so they go away or B, get away from them. And one of the tricks that you can do to kind of put yourself in that mode is get some headphones, leave your phone in your car, and just take your headphones to the gym and just forget about everything else. When you walk into the gym, it's all business. You don't bring any problems into the gym. You separate them outside, okay? And then another thing that mobster I see people do, as soon as they leave the gym, they check their phone. So even if you did that and you go and check your phone and then problems are hitting you, that's not what you want to go through. Wait for your heart rate to drop. Wait for your body to calm down. And then once you leave the gym, then and your body settles and everything, that's when you can check your phone, okay? So this whole idea, of this, you guys know what I'm talking about. You go to your locker, you get your phone, or you go to your car and you get your phone. And the first thing you do is look at your phone. Oh, I had a missed call, I had a missed text message. It's just not going to fly, you know? It's not going to fly because your body is still in that flight or fight mode as soon as you leave the gym. So you've got to just be disciplined and not take a look at your phone. It's very, very important. Mobster?
I can think of two things. One touches upon what Steve just said, and and one would be definitely that, um, as we talked about earlier, thinking, acting, being professional. And that's not necessarily mean that you're getting paid, but it just means that all the things that you think a professional does, all the things that you think a competing bodybuilder does, or even simply all the things you think the steroid-using bodybuilders do, you can do. And you can do an enormous amount of those things, like Steve says, with regards to the phone, all the damn time. So the motivation here is to go, I'm going to go on a cycle, I'm going to be professional, I'm going to have these good habits. And then, like I said earlier on, Steve, keep those good habits. So there's another thought, the second one, is more about learning what your body does and learning how you respond to, and inarguably, Steve, like we do with this podcast, becoming more educated about what how a specific steroid or a specific stack of steroids, PEDs, works for you. And, and that can come long-term, as it has in my case and your case, and short-term in other people's cases. So, for example, you just touched upon Primo and being stressed outside and you knowing it was good primo, but you didn't get good results because you were stressed. So you learn what? The, the more you can let stress go and go to the gym, the more focused you'll be, the better you're going to get results and the better you'll get results from primo. I would say the same thing with regards to myself, Steve. Testing, I've said before on podcast, testing and fake did nothing for me, yet my buddies, buddies loved it. So there was nothing wrong with the test because everybody around me thought it was amazing. I just didn't seem to feel that I got a response for it. I was getting the vibe, the feel, the whatever that they were. And it was all using the same product. It all come in the same batch that we shared out amongst ourselves. So there was no doubt it was good. Yet for me, it just didn't hit the spot. So I learned that, I, for me, that was a waste of time. Other drugs I've touched on before, Anavar, Sust, Deca, Debo, uh, uh, check drops for competition days worked for me just fine and got great results. So I know that those kind of cycles, those kind of sacks, that learning experience for me was great. And here's the thing, like these podcasts, at some point you might become disciplined enough, done this for long enough, that you start to give advice, not just encouragement, come on, guys, hit it, da, 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 or even talk about drugs as a thing that makes you feel amazing in the gym, but actual information that you can pass on to other people. And now, without you even thinking about it, see, now you're motivating, now you're educating, now you're putting stuff out there. In other words, guys, you're spreading, spreading the love in a performance-enhancing drug kind of way, if not for, if, and I would hope, in every other way possible too, of the iron game and of the results that you got, and you're saying, you know what? We see this all the time on the forum, Steve. My buddy said this. My buddy said, well, your buddy wants you to look good. He wants you to get his results. He says, I gained 10 pounds. Joe, it would be amazing if you gained eight pounds. He's, he's not taking anything away from you. He's not keeping it a secret, because that used to be the case, Steve. We used to say nothing. Pros would tell you that they never used back in the day. And it was like, you know, it was a secret that they was using. But it also meant that they didn't want their competitors to find out what they knew. Now we're the other way around, Steve. It's almost too much information. But what are we doing? We're encouraging with this podcast, with the information we give on the forums, even if it's just sharing the information on the stack with one buddy and another, we're encouraging them to do as well as to get the edge that we've got. So there's a motivation right there for you to learn from your own experiences and then, Steve, to pass that on and get other people to be successful, other people to get great results. And especially as we, Steve and I do on this podcast, by giving out solid ass, sensible information, not crazy dosages, that's too, too easy. I can think of so many examples 
in person and online where I see crazy bits of information going out there, but solid information, sensible doses, safe use, and getting a buddy, a partner, people down the gym, whatever, to progress. So there's a motivation right there to learn for yourself and then passing on that information, just as we do, Steve. What do you think? Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, uh, if you're not tapping into that motivation, then it's time to try something else. And Mobster alluded to it earlier, doing a lock. Come on the forum, iron overload, and get a log going. That's going to motivate you and keep you on time. I love tracking what I'm doing. Um, what Look, I love planning my workouts in my mind. When I'm driving to the gym, that's what I do. I plan my workouts. I envision my workouts. I envision how I'm going to start my workout, the middle game, the end game. It's just like playing chess. In chess, you have the, the, the start of the game, the middle game, and the end game. They always talk about that. And, and you'll get, if you ever play chess online, which I do, um, I'll play a one or two games of chess just to keep my mind sharp every day, right? Because chess is a real mind game. But what I'll do, and um, at the end, the computer will tell me, hey, you had a really good mid, uh, you know, early game. You had a, 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 your opponent got the best of you in the middle game. Then you played good in the end game. It'll tell you that. So I always... Do the same thing. It's just like playing chess. I always envision in my mind what's going to happen when, when, you know, at the gym and playing it out in my brain. I always keep track of what I'm doing in my brain. Some of you out there, you can't do that. That's just not the way your brains work. So you have to write it down. You see people at the gym jotting stuff down, or you might put it in through, you know, on your iPad or something. You know, and then the same thing um with with a log the log the nice thing about a log it's like a diary and you're able to daily keep track of what happens um in the gym and it kind of keeps you on your toes but doing a log online is really nice you can go on there use an anonymous screen name no one has to know who you really are you can put up pictures block out your crop out your face so no one knows who you are and look it's a great motivational tool for you when you're on a steroid cycle so you can get the most out of your steroid cycle. And um, I highly encourage it. It really, really does make a difference. So Mobster touched on a couple last points and then take us to the scammer. I think it was a great show. Yeah, I think 100%. If you do everything as you're supposed to do it, if you're running a log, if your training's on point, if your nutrition's on point, if you get in the rest, if you're well hydrated, and then you introduce performance-enhancing drugs into that. There's almost no doubt in my mind, Steve, unless you've got some kind of freaky weird genetics or some sort of illness or something that we haven't seen or spotted, you're going to have a form of success. It could be muscle, it could be size, it could be strength, it could be getting ready, getting in shape, whatever the hell it is. But there's almost no reason, Steve. Honestly, I'd have you to get go to the doctor if there was for you not to get something like success. So arguably, Steve, the, the, the number one thing that's going to have you say, I will get stronger. I will get leaner. I will attract more women. Whatever it is you guys are searching out there for with your cycle, the, the aim of the cycle, the aim of the stack, the aim of that particular part of your life where everything's on point, there should be no reason for you not to succeed. So the motivation 100% above and beyond good practices that touched on earlier, running a log, et cetera, et cetera, should be, I am going to be four pounds heavier. I am going to have 10, 15 kilos, 20, 30 pounds on the bar. I'm going to be that much more ready for the beach. And there, Steve, 
is 100%, in my mind, the greatest motivation, above and beyond everything else. Practice and keep those gains, and boom, come back on, and listen to more of our podcasts for more great information like that. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.